We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready? Down! Put, 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 put! This is the Bear Report Podcast. With Zach Pearson, Zach Pearson, and Aaron Lemming, Aaron Lemming, providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears. Go Bears! Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming. Welcome in, Bears fans, to another edition of the Bear Report podcast. A big day at Hallis Hall as changes were made. But instead of that, we're going to talk about the college football playoff tonight between Georgia and Al. I'm just kidding. Uh, we're obviously going to cover all of that today in this press conference. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Pearson. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Aaron Lemming, and we have a lot to get into as Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are fired. George McCaskey talked, had some interesting things to say in his end-of-season press conference, which was a disaster in my eyes and a lot of beat writers' eyes and fans' eyes. And we'll get into maybe some names that are being kind of floated around um, in connection with general manager and head coach. Before we get into that, though, I got to welcome in Aaron. And uh, Aaron, it happened. You and I have been talking about it. And like you said, man, it was tough to sleep last night, but they finally made the moves um, early this morning. And then they kind of, you know, maybe screwed things up, too, with that press conference. What's kind of your early, um, early thoughts on what has happened so far today? Well, it has been a whirlwind, man. Even going back to last night, that dude, that Sunday night football game was nuts. Oh, that was awesome. That was such that an was, awesome game. That was nuts, man. Like I, it, like it got me. Even I, I had zero rooting interest. And frankly, I've always hated the Raiders, being from California. Like Raiders fans have always just rubbed me the wrong way. And I found myself by the end of the game actually rooting for the Raiders, and then I ended up rooting for a tie just because I wanted to see all you know just chaos. I love chaos, but. Yeah, and then it's like, yeah, waking up every hour, finally wake up, and, you know, I got some work stuff to deal with, even though today is supposed to be my day off, and then, you know, I, I, I tried timing everything, you know, my timing was just terrible today, I tried timing everything, so I leave to go get something to eat, and as I'm on my way to go get something to eat, the Bears fire Matt Nagy, and then I get there, and I wait an extra 10 minutes after I got my food, just to make sure that they weren't going to do anything with Ryan Pace, then I think it was like, was it the get up thing? And Adam Schefter basically said that they were expected to retain Ryan Pace. So I was pissed and I started driving and I was literally on the road for one minute. And then all of a sudden the news of Ryan Pace getting fired breaks. And then about an hour after that, I got called into work and it was just craziness. So I was able to sit down and watch the, uh, the press conference. Let's just put it this way. I went from being, okay, cool. Uh, you know, Nagy's gone to, 
you know, pretty irritated that Pace was still there to deleting a tweet <laughs> to, you know, uh, Ryan Pace being let go. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, you get to this press conference and, you know, I, I found myself multiple times wondering, like, why is it that George McCaskey only talks once a year? And then you listen to him talking, like, this is why he only talks once a year. I mean, it, dude, from start to finish, man, like, right out of the gate, the whole, you know, talking about, you know, Parker Dickerson and Jeff Dickerson, like, great. But then to segue that into Matt Nagy's son's football game and how, you know, like, don't get me wrong. Like I condemned it at the time too. I thought the whole fire Nagy chant at Matt, you know, at, at Matt Nagy's son's football game, that's just bad taste, regardless of if it's a bunch of 17 year olds or if it's a bunch of adults, it shouldn't happen. But to segue that like that is just distasteful, man. I don't really know how else to put it. And it just kind of seemed like it got worse from there. There weren't a lot of answers. Um, there was a lot of, I mean, and to, you know, to be fair, I mean, you guys did a really damn good job of grilling, you know, grilling uh, McCaskey and grilling Ted Phillips and, you know, the, the entire process as a whole, really what I came away with, and I'm sure we'll dive more into it, but what I came away feeling is you switch out the name of Ernie Accorsi and Bill Polian and you pretty much have the same exact hiring process that you've had the last two times the Bears have hired general managers, and that doesn't give me a lot of confidence. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I woke up this morning, and when I saw the news, you know, I'm not rooting for anyone to lose their job, obviously, but I felt like the Bears got it right with the firings of Matt Nagy and, and Ryan Pace, and it just kind of felt to me like, okay, maybe things are turning around here maybe they actually know what they're doing um, and are going to get the right guys in here. And then we listen to that press conference. And like you said, from start to finish, just an absolute, you know, shit show. I mean, whole opening dialogue, then, you know, revealing that Ted is still has a role and they're going to bring in Bill Polian and then kind of getting snappy with some of the reporters in there, not fully answering a lot of the questions, um, talking about Olin Krutz, and then kind of just ending it where it sounded like, you know, George McCaskey wanted nothing to do with this anymore after speaking for an hour. I have no confidence that they are going to, you know, get this right. I think it's going to be a very lucky situation. Um, and I think, you know, the GM candidate that they have that we'll talk about in a little bit, I think that's a good start. I think if, if he is the guy and you can start with a good GM, you can afford to, you know, I don't want to say like miss on a coach, but if coach doesn't work out, that GM's probably going to get another coach. It's at the end of, end of the world. But if you miss on the GM and the coach, we're going to be doing this again here in three or four years. So I don't know, man. I just, the Bill Polian stuff was really odd. I mean, the guy is what, 79 and he hasn't been in the league since 2011. They kept on promoting his damn book. It sounded like it was, you know, uh, an ad for his book and it just for me it felt like you know here we are again rock bottom there's no hope that george is going to fix this he even had that quote about his mom and which people i think took too literal um with your tweet which i don't understand how they why, why they do that um but yeah man i just i don't know i'm not i was pumped up and i got a lot of work done a lot of stuff done on the site and then just kind of like, man, sitting there for that hour, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And what the hell are they saying? Well, yeah, and it's it's kind of one of those things where, you know, there were there were just a lot of weird things. It was like, so, you know, George McCaskey spent half the press conference 
you know, talking about how he's just a football fan. He's not a football evaluator, but then in the same breath, it talks about how the GM and the head coach are going to report directly to him. It's like, but how does that, is that supposed to make fans feel better that, that, you know, people who actually know football are going to be, be reporting to an idiot because he's the guy in charge. Like that doesn't make people feel better. And then the whole, you know, bringing Ted Phillips in on the, here's the thing. Okay. I understand that Ted Phillips is the business guy. I, I completely understand that. I don't think Ted Phillips has had a giant hand in a lot of things that have happened for the bears over the last five, five or so years. I think he is in some sense, the boogeyman of Chicago, but at the same time, why not simply come out and say, Ted is going to deal with the business aspect of the contract. That is going to be his role within the interview process for the GM and the head coaching candidates. That's it. You don't need to say, yes, he's going to be involved. He's going to be on the panel. He's going to be this. He's going to be that. We have full trust in Ted Phillips. It's like, we don't need to hear that. And all you're doing is riling people up even more. And then the whole, you know, it, it, I get it. You don't want to deal in hypotheticals, but you know, the question of, you know, if, if a GM candidate or a head coaching candidate comes in and has reservations about Justin Fields and does not feel that he is the future that the Bears feel that he is, does that rule out that candidate? And, you know, George McCaskey basically said, well, I'm not going to get in hypotheticals. It's like, yeah, but that's a legitimate question. Like, are you guys as committed to Justin Fields as you should be or that fans think you are? Or can you bring in a GM or head coaching candidate that says, hey, I don't know about this guy. If we have the opportunity to draft another quarterback in the second or third round, let's do it. You know, those are the kind of things where there's just a lot of dancing around, you know, well, what are you looking for in a head coach? And then you give, you know, five key buzzwords. It's like, well, what, what does that mean? And I think the one thing out of everything, the one thing that truly bothered me the most, and I think it's just because I'm more of an order of operations guy when it comes to a lot of this stuff is, the the notion that they may hire a head coach before the general manager it's it's really hard to say that the general manager is going to be the president of football operations but then say well we might hire a guy that's going to be below you that you're going to be the boss of but we're also you know we're not really sure it's like well but if he's going to be the boss why wouldn't you for sure hire the gm before you hire the head coach, unless it's going to be somebody like Jim Harbaugh, which I was just reading, you know, probably a minute ago, that was basically saying that he's back in contract negotiations with Michigan. So that may not even be a thing, but we'll just using him as an example here. If you're going to hire somebody like uh, Jim Harbaugh, who maybe wants a little bit more power control, maybe wants to bring in his own personnel guy as the GM or whatever, maybe that makes sense. And maybe that's the idea behind it. Although I don't know who else would fit that bill, but outside of that, it's like, you hire the GM first and you let the GM pick the coach. So that way we're not going through the same thing that we went through in 2015 when they hired Ryan Pace and supposedly forced John Fox on him from, you know, Ernie Corsi, because then all of a sudden you're giving him that back door out. If three or four years down the road, if they're not up to par, well, you know, that was forced on him. We're actually going to let him hire the next guy that, it's just, again, it seems like the process is broken and that the, that ownership is not learning from past experiences. And that I think is the most troubling aspect to me. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, they, 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 they don't have any idea what's going on. And that also stood out to me as well when he did say, you know, if we find the right guy at head coach, we won't wait to, and we'll, we'll make our move. And that kind of tells you a couple of things. They really don't know what they're doing or they already know the guy that they have at the top of their list is their target. Because if you're going to bring in Bill Polian, they've probably been talking already and identifying guys. They know who's going to be available is not going to be available, you know, per se. Um, it's not like, you know, outside of Brian Flores, I really don't see him targeting Mike Zimmer. They're obviously not going to target Gruden. Um, they're, they're not going to go after, um, Vic Fangio is a head coach, I don't think. So it's like, I think they really know they have a short list of who they want. Um, and I think Harbaugh is a guy that they really want. I think Harbaugh would answer the call. I don't think he's going to leave Michigan. It's my personal opinion. I also think, you know, they like someone like Leslie Frazier and they might target him. He's, he's the first guy that's gotten requests for an interview. It To me, it feels like they're not going to go the route of, okay, we need an offensive-minded guy to develop Justin Fields, just judging by their answers. And he said it. I mean, George did say, we want a guy with a, with a leadership trait. And that kind of tells me a veteran that has coached in the NFL before, has a lot of experience, um, you know, someone like Jim Harbaugh or Leslie Frazier. I don't think there will be going after someone like Kellen Moore or Byron Leftwich. Um, any of those hot names, you know, they, they could look at some of these other defensive coordinators that are out there, but I don't know, man, it's just, it's really, it's just hard to understand their thought process and what they're doing. And, you know, saying all the stuff of, well, the GM is going to report to me and we're going to bring in all these people to kind of go over the, the process with head coach and general manager. It's just, it's tiring. It was really tiring today listening to them. And like I said, I, I don't, I'm not confident they can, they can figure this out, but you know, it's a process. I, I think they'll have the general manager here in the next couple of days before the end of this week, for sure. And then they'll move on from their, move on to their coach. But I couldn't tell you, man, I, I at first I thought it'd be someone, you know, maybe they look at Nathaniel Hackett or, or a left, which or, or Dable. I, I truly believe they're going to target someone like Leslie Frazier. They're going to, target someone like Jim Harbaugh, a guy with a reputation already in the league that's been a head coach, has had some success, to kind of come in and, and you know, another key to that and point that George made was he didn't like that, you know, the offense wasn't good. He didn't like that players were not tackling at the beginning of the year. Players were not tackling at the end of the year. And for me, that hinted they want a, a guy that these coaches are going to, you know, instill into the players' minds. The players are going to respect these guys, and th they have the experience 
and they're not going to make these key mental mistakes. And, and to me, that, that tells me it's a veteran, someone that has experience, someone that's done this before, whether it's a college or NFL level, and, and someone that they can uh, essentially trust. Yeah, which makes sense to a certain extent. My, my biggest concern there would be you don't want to end up with a John Fox, right? Obviously, John Fox, for as bad as his tenure was in Chicago in terms of record, served a great purpose. I mean, the Bears coming out of 2014 were a massive, massive mess. I mean, they had locker room issues. They had, you know, their roster was awful. Like, they needed to establish a new culture. So I understand why they did that. Now, looking at the Bears right now, though, I don't think, and this is just me personally, I don't think that they're that far off, right? They're kind of at the tipping point where if they get the right guy in, I think they could easily make that that jump from you know six wins to you know eight or nine wins and be in the you know position of like the Eagles or something like that for like a playoff spot next year. I don't think that's out of the question, but obviously a lot of that's going to depend on what they do with these two hires. So I understand them wanting to bring in the right guy and a more disciplined team. I think Bears fans will absolutely love to see a team out on the field that doesn't make the dumbest mental mistakes week in and week out for year after year. I get that, but they're again, I and that's kind of the thing. Like when you circle to the the head coaching hires, I don't think there's a lot of sexy names. I know everybody keeps wanting to look for that one name that the Bears are going to pull out of their hat and it's going to be that home run hire. I don't think there is that guy, and that's no, fine. I'm with because, you. I agree with you. And I, I think that's fine though. Like I don't, you know, like you know, again, I mean, going back to let, let's just go back to the 2018 hiring cycle because that's the easiest one to kind of remember because Matt Nagy was in that. Matt Nagy was a sexy name and John Gruden was kind of like the home run hire because he was a guy that everybody knew. And well, I mean, obviously we saw what happened even before the stuff with John Gruden and the emails. Uh, he was not, he, he did not have a good tenure in, in, with the, with the Raiders. And obviously Matt Nagy had one winning season and you start looking around and you start saying, okay, who are some of the other candidates that have actually worked out pretty well? Well, Mike Vrabel is one of those guys where a lot of people are like, ah, I don't know about that move. That seems kind of weird, especially, you know, whatever. And then, you know, the other one was Frank Reich, who was literally the last option of the last option after Josh McDaniels stood him up at the altar there in Indy. So and you could even go back the year before that and look and say, okay, you know, uh, Sean McVay was the same exact way. A lot of people made fun of the Sean McVay hire. Like, what are the Rams doing? This guy is 32 years old. He's only been an offensive coordinator for so long. This guy isn't even close to being ready. And then obviously he's turned into quite the success there in, uh, in Los Angeles. So, you know, obviously you can't judge a hire too much based on what you think, because uh, you know, you're, it's just, it, it's, it's a really hard thing to ask, but at the same time, if you're looking for that veteran, you know, coach, there are a lot of guys that fit the bill. If you're looking for a minority hire, there are a lot of guys that fit the bill. I just don't think that Leslie Frazier, especially that's the one name. Man. And I've asked multiple people. It's like, what, what's the, what's the what's the rush on this guy like what what has changed so much that all of a sudden it seems like every media outlet and every insider is pushing this guy as like one of the top candidates i don't get it i mean he had one winning season in minnesota then he had two really bad seasons obviously the quarterback situation was a was a problem over there but even as a defensive coordinator i know a lot of people say well you know buffalo had the best defense in the league this year but if you really look at what he's inherited versus what he's done, the improvement has been minimal. So I just, and at 62 years old, 
is that really the kind of retread that you want to go with versus a guy like, you know, let's just say Jim Harbaugh was available, you know, around the same age. Maybe that makes a little bit more sense to hire an older coach that has a better track record. I don't know. Again, you know, I think the big thing for us to all keep in mind is, man, we're at the infancy stages. Like you pointed out, there's been one request, interview request at both head coach and general manager. And general manager is Morocco Brown, who has ties with the Bears, and obviously Leslie Frazier is the head coach that also has ties with the Bears as well. I would assume, I think the GM search is going to be a little bit more calculated. Like you pointed out, Bill Polian's been in the building a few weeks. That was the one thing you couldn't nail him down. Uh, you know, we both know some of the same people. I've talked to the same people. Bill Polian has been in the building for a few weeks. You know, he's been trying to figure things out. So like you said, I think that it's very clear at this point in time that they have their list of candidates. Um, uh, Jeff Hughes from the bears blog, who I know is kind of controversial in general. What I will say is this dude had it nailed last week. And I mean, he was literally the only one I know everybody says it was a 50, 50 chance, but a lot of people, including Brad Biggs and Adam Johns, the people that everybody trusts were both leaning that Ryan Pace would stay. I mean, even most, you know, most NFL insiders were all saying that Ryan Pace was expected to stay. Jeff was the only one that said last week that Ryan Pace was gone. And with, with that being mentioned, I, I think it's worth mentioning that the three GM candidates that he named were Jeff Ireland, Brian Gain, and then um, now, uh, and Ed Dodds out of uh, Indianapolis. So you could see a double dip at Indianapolis in terms of the, you know, whatever else. Rick Smith has been tied, um, you know, multiple times to the job as well. I think he's another good candidate. I think the general manager uh, position and what they do at general manager is going to be more important overall. I do like the names better. I do like the candidacy, candidacy list overall better there as well. Um, but It'll be very interesting to see how many of those names that Jeff brought up do end up getting interviewed because Ed Dodds is my guy. Like he's, he's my favorite. Mike McClay is another one that I, I really like, but I don't think McClay is going anywhere. I think he's going to stay in Dallas because he's basically the GM without the GM title. Um, but I think Ed Dodds is a really good one. Brown, Morocco Brown's another good one. There are some good names, Rick Smith, the same thing. Um, but I think I'm hoping, let's just put it this way. I'm hoping really and truly the bears don't put the cart before the horse they get the general manager out of the way this week, early next week, and then we can really sit down and lock down and focus on you know head coaching candidates and what they're going to do. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, and, and you know, going back, there's not really that... That's that sexy hire. Um, you know, the, the the trend is going towards young offensive minds and the guys that 
fit that profile right now or Kellen Moore, Byron Leftwich. Um, you can throw like someone like Josh McDaniels in there. I don't think the Bears are going to go that route. And like you said, I don't think it matters. Like I, I'm not a big fan of Leslie Frazier as a head coach. Um, I, I do think though, if they do go defensive minded, it's going to be the offensive coordinator that they bring in. And the offensive coordinator is going to have the task of getting Justin Fields to that next level and improving here in year two. And if it works out, that's great. It, it can work out. We've seen it before. It's just, you know, we've talked about it's a good year to want to have to be looking for a head coach because there's not a ton of options or we didn't think there would be. There ended up being, what, six now. It's just not a great year in my eyes for candidates. There's not that guy that, you know, you look at Cliff Kingsbury or Sean McVay or Matt LaFleur, a Shanahan type that, you know, is going to come in and – and elevate your offense and give your offense to what the modern day NFL offense is right now. And I think the bears have some pieces that could work with that. You know, Justin Fields, Darnell Mooney. I, I do think David Montgomery is a really good running back. Um, they, you know, they have, they have Khalil Herbert right behind him as well. There's just not that guy out there that I think the bears are going to target. I, I would, if they go went that route, I would go Kellen Moore, Byron left, which I, I, I don't personally don't think they're going to do that, but you know, overall, the process is just going to be an interesting one to watch. And and like you've said, and I've said, I, I think they have it kind of pinpointed to a few names already that they really want to bring in, in terms of a GM and a few names that they're probably going to target for head coach. And honestly, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised by anything. I, I just, anything that they do, any candidate that they bring in an interview wouldn't surprise you. There's not one guy to be like, wow, I, I'm shocked that they actually brought him in and did an interview. I think they kind of have it narrowed it down. I don't know how much of a factor the connection of the franchise will make. Um, they can, you know, dodge multiple questions about that and Justin Fields, but I think, you know, Justin Fields is the most important thing to this franchise right now. And I just hope they just don't get bad advice from, from Bill Poling because man, he has some interesting takes out there about quarterbacks and, and offensive skill position players that you can look them up for yourself. They're, they're not very good, but you know, all you and I could do is we could just sit back and, and hope they get it right. And my conference levels is not very high with that. Yeah, well, I mean, why would it be at this point? I mean, it's it's the Bears need to show that they can actually, you know, make the right hire and do the right things before we give them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, George McCaskey said that today, but at the same time, it's, you know, words are empty at this point. And I think, you know, for the Bears to actually – make the right decisions. We're going to have to see it to believe it. So yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Again, I I'm more focused right now on the general manager search. Uh, you know, obviously just from the instant gratification standpoint, I would have really preferred to see more names pop up today. I mean, Morocco Brown's a good start. Don't get me wrong, but I would like to see some more names, you know, over the next day or two. I, I think we both agree that this, this GM hire is probably going to happen relatively quickly. Uh, I think we also both feel that the Bears already have a pretty good idea in mind of what they want. And that could, and you know, who again, who knows? Maybe the answer from George McCaskey in saying we may hire the head coach if we can find him before the GM is because they have a pairing in mind where they can do that. It's worth keeping in mind, though. I think this is kind of worth saying that. I th and I could be wrong in the GM part, um, but I do know for 100% certainty with the head coaching part, like let's just say, 
I'm just going to throw out, like, let's just say they wanted to hire Dennis Allen, the defensive coordinator in New Orleans. With New Orleans not being in the playoffs right now, the Bears can interview him and hire him once they've, you know, satisfied all the rules that they need to satisfy. But if they want to hire, let's say, Josh McDaniels, they have to wait until he's out of the playoffs. So I think that's worth keeping in mind. I do not think it's the same way for the GM. I could be wrong on that, but I don't think that that's the case because I'm pretty sure that when Ryan Pace was hired in New Orleans, um, the, the, the Saints were still in the playoffs. Now, again, I could be completely wrong on that, but I think the GM standard is different because they are not affected game-to-game uh, game and in-game. So I think the hiring stature is a little bit different for that, and I think that could be another factor why the, you know the head coaching – uh, search could go on a little bit longer anyway, regardless of what they're wanting to do in terms of the pairing. But I think that the pairing idea is at least worth keeping in mind. I don't know who that would be depending on the, you know, the general manager candidate. Um, but I do think that maybe they have a pairing in mind that they, that, that they know that they want. And they're basically going to, you know, they're going to, you know, do the logistics and the, in the contract part and get these guys under contract whichever way that they want to. Now, who that is, I don't think any of us, either one of us have an idea. I can say with this much certainty, usually in years past when the Bears have made hires, I have a pretty good idea of what they're going to lean towards, whether that's general manager, whether that's head coach. This year, kind of like you pointed out, I honestly have no clue, man. I really don't. I don't I don't know what they're going to look for. I, I would assume that they're probably going to look for a veteran presence in both the GM and the head coaching department. I also kind of feel like one of those hires will probably end up being a minority, if not both of them, which is completely fine. There's a lot of, again, there's a lot of good candidates for both of those, uh, you know, both of those candidacy pools to pick from. And I think the other thing is that I do think that they are going to lean towards, uh, you know, the ties of the organization. You know, it doesn't mean it's going to be Leslie Frazier. It doesn't mean it's going to be Morocco Brown. But I do think that they are going to lean on ties from the organization. And I also think that Bill Polian is probably going to play the biggest role on who they hire. I think he's basically going to say, okay, we'll have these interviews. If you're, you know, if you're comfortable with these, this is the guy that I think you should hire. And I think George is going to say, well, I don't know football, so let's go ahead and do that. And I think that's the way it's going to go. So like you pointed out, man, I mean, this really comes down to let's hope that 79-year-old Bill Polian um, knows – you know, still has a good grasp on the NFL community. And I know that sounds kind of, you know, arrogant or ignorant to say whatever you want to call it, but he's also an old school NFL mind that has been very outspoken about analytics as a whole. And that's not really the type of direction that I feel comfortable with, with the bears because the bears have been pretty anti-analytics for a while. I mean, even with Ryan Pace's staff, he basically had one analytics guy on his entire staff. And that's something that Brad uh, Spielberger had brought up about, um, you know, like just because you're hiring a GM, like you still need to do other things within the front office. The bears front office structure was very light in a lot of departments. Like even if you hire a GM, you would still like to see the structure in some areas like the analytics department and some of these other departments grow a little bit to help expand and help support and have, you know, better, really better continuity and, and better, I, I know this is a buzzword, but better collaboration to where you don't just have the GM and the head coach and, you know, and Champ Kelly in there, you've got a multitude of different guys from multiple different angles saying, 
I like this guy and this is why I like this guy and this is why I, I just think it makes for a more conducive environment. And I also think it makes for a more, um, you know, like 2022 type environment versus how the bears have been operating, which is really back in the eighties and nineties still. You know, we really didn't hear the word collaboration this time around as much as we did last time, um, last year at this time, but this is a different type of collaboration bringing in someone like bill polian to to run you know this search and stuff like that and i'm not confident it's going to work out but yeah i just you know with with the gm search you're right i I think you know we haven't heard a lot of names with the gm or coach that's you know it's only day one it's only been a couple hours i think if we get till tomorrow night we don't hear a few more names popping up for either i think it's gonna tell you 100 that they're zeroing in on their guys and we're gonna know exactly who they want and who they're going to go after um, right away. Cause I, I just, I can't imagine they let the GM search drag out too long. I, I think the head coach search could drag out at least another week or two, just because, you know, if you are waiting for um, a Brian Dable or a Kellen Moore um, or a Byron left, you, you do have to wait till they're eliminated from the playoffs to interview. You can request the interview. I believe um, you just have to wait till the playoffs are done to um, get that interview in. So, or not done, not the playoffs in general. I mean, when they're eliminated. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think if we don't hear a lot, that's going to tell us that they're really locked in on one or two GM candidates and they've probably been doing their homework already on them. And then we'll wait and see what the head coach um, candidate. But Aaron, I mean, if you, or if any of the listeners want to know how bad this press conference was today, There's a couple of stories that are already kind of floating out there by a lot of Bears beat writers right now. Um, You know, Kevin Fishbane obviously had a tweet about the opening statement. Now Mark Potash is writing something about uh, George McCaskey. There's a couple more out there. Give them all a read. It is, it is bad. And, And for those who have not listened yet, it's an hour long, just go and listen and, and just kind of listen to how they're talking about everything, the flow that they're talking about everything it's just, it's not good, man. It is, is not very, they're not speaking with confidence in my eyes. It, it, it speaks as we don't know what we're doing. We really don't care that we don't know what we're doing because people are still going to flock into the stadium. People are still going to pay attention to this team. And we can pretty much get away with what we've been doing for the past, what, 10, 15, 20 years now, because nothing's going to change. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I have to eat crow. I hope George does figure it out. I hope Bill Pullian finds the right guy for them. I hope they get the right general manager, the right head coach. They, they, they turn this offense around. This defense is playing really well because I want them to succeed and I want them to win. But man, I've said it in this podcast plenty of times. I'm, I'm just, I'm not confident. And that's kind of where I stand right now. Um, I guess before we kind of wrap things up though, Aaron, is there a list of maybe guys on, or names on your short list that, you would like to see them interview uh, in terms of GM or head coach and, and who's kind of the ones that really stand out to you right now, early on in this process. Yeah. I think with the GM candidates, uh, you know, I did that three piece article. It took me about three weeks to kind of, you know, put everything together and kind of piece it all together. But what I came away with was again, there's a lot of good GM candidates out there. There's a lot of exciting guys where you can poach from good organizations, well-run organizations and, and go pretty far. Ed Dodds is my number one guy out of Indianapolis. 
And I know some people have said, well, I don't know if I really want a guy like Dodds when, you know, you have him under somebody like Chris Ballard and Chris Ballard has been so conservative and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I get that, but he actually came from Seattle originally and he's very well respected. Um, Ballard actually poached him back in, what was that, 2017, 18? I can't remember when that was, when Ballard got the job, but he actually poached him from Seattle and he's been one of the you know more well-regarded um, executives overall. I think Rick Smith's another guy that makes a ton of sense. He did really good work with the Texans before Bill O'Brien um, started you know trying to take over control. And Rick Smith's wife had some health issues, and he stepped away, came back, and then you know subsequently ended up getting fired because you know Bill O'Brien and all that fun stuff. Um, you know, so there's, I mean, Jeff Ireland is an okay name. Uh, I mean, there's, there's quite a few, you know, Morocco Brown's another guy, same thing from the Colts, uh, Joe Hortiz, um, from Baltimore, um, you know, Pittsburgh's got two good guys, you know, and again, another well-run organization. There is a multitude of different names, depending on whatever your flavor is. Another guy is, uh, um, Kwesi. Now I'm going to draw a blank, uh, Mensa. Quessy Mensa, I can't even remember. He's the he. So basically, he's the caps analytics guy, uh, cap analytics guy for uh, the uh, yeah uh, for the uh, Cleveland Browns, and he's another interesting one too, where you can kind of go you know in, in in a multitude of different directions in terms of whether you want a pro scout, whether you want a a college scout, whether you want to go like the analytics route. Um, he's one that actually could make a lot of sense uh, as well. And then as far as the head coaching goes, um, Josh McDaniels is my guy. And I know that that's kind of rocks and boats. I know either people are really in on him or really out. I understand why. I mean, obviously his time in Denver was um, not appealing to say the least. And then he goes back to new England and works with Tom Brady again and everybody gets high on him. And then 2017 or 2018 rolls around and he's in the Super Bowl. He commits to the job with Indianapolis and then he bails, you know, we all know the story, but I think that if he is actually ready to go, if they're out of the playoffs, I don't think new England is going to make it very far in the playoffs this year. Um, and if he's actually able to commit and sign the deal he proved back in 2018 that he can get good coordinators. I mean, he's the one who hired Matt Eberflus, you know? So I think that's worth keeping in mind. A lot of people didn't even know who that was when they hired him and he ended up staying on with Frank Reich. So he's one guy. Uh, I think, you know, Kellen Moore is another one that's definitely interesting. Uh, Todd Bowles is interesting. Uh, you know, the same thing with uh, Byron, Byron Leftwich, although I fully anticipate that it just seems like the perfect uh, fit there in Jacksonville. Um, but yeah, again, I, there's not a lot of head coaching candidates that like make me super excited by any means. Uh, I think the one guy that I'm like really out on that I know a lot of people really love the name of is Ryan Day. Ryan Day is a guy where if you look at his overall track record, um, one, he hasn't been a head coach very long. Two, the two years that he was in, in, in the NFL with Chip Kelly uh, did not go well at all. And then, you know, obviously he's only been there three years at Ohio State. My whole thing with him is why would he want to leave Ohio State where he's basically got a guaranteed job and he's got, you know, a top five college football program? Why would he want to leave that and come to Chicago just to work with Justin Fields and all of a sudden, you know, his job status is a lot more in question. So that's kind of the one name that I'm not really high on. Um, there's not a lot of names that I do hate. Um, and again, I don't even hate Leslie Frazier. I just feel like Leslie Frazier is kind of one of those names where it's like, eh, you could do a lot better, uh, at least, you know, at least on paper. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yeah, you know, I'm with you. Um, the hot names for me, obviously, are, are Joshua Daniels. I'd be very intrigued by someone like Kellen Moore uh, or Byron Leftwich, even Nathaniel Hackett. I, I, I don't know if they're going to go those routes. Um, I've actually talked myself more into Harbaugh over the past couple of days. I think he does make sense and kind of relates to what they were talking about today. Problem is, I just don't think he's going to leave Michigan. And, and yeah, I would stay away from Ryan Day. I don't think that's going to be a legit candidate. I I don't really want Leslie Frazier, and I know that's the only name right now that's been thrown out there that's actually had an interview request, you know, by the Bears. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm I'm not really sold on him, and and I kind of don't know where else to go or where else to look. You know, I put out a big board of candidates, and I was writing this. I'm like, man, I, what is the fit with a lot of these candidates in the Bears? And then after McCaskey said what he said today and revealed what they're looking for, I was kind of like, man, there's not a lot that really fit this mold right now. Um, More can emerge. Obviously, I think we're going to have some more names emerge over the next couple of days and into next week if they they already haven't figured it out and hired someone. But yeah, I don't know, man. To me, it's just, it's not, there's not a slam dunk in my eyes right now. And there's not a candidate that I'm extremely happy for as weird as it sounds i don't have a candidate that's kind of like oh yeah for sure i think they're gonna turn around i'll be super happy with it honestly i don't the closest guy for me you know might be a younger guy like like kellen moore or left because i think they'd be taking a shot at getting more adaptive to how nfl offenses work and or someone like brian dable i'd actually be happy with someone like brian dable just because of his work with quarterbacks um, particularly Josh Allen over the recent years. Other than that, there's not really a major slam dunk as lame as that sounds to me. I don't know this, this whole process, man. It just it just feels really odd, and you know, like like the Bears are just out of touch with it all. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be it's it's basically let's just put it this way. I don't trust the Bears. Yes, that's um, what. Yes, I, I'm yeah, saying. but I do think that there is a chance that they could get this right, even if it's out of pure luck. I mean, again, I think obviously both both hires are important, and obviously, if you don't hire the right head coach, you're probably going to ruin Justin Fields. But I do think that the general manager hire is going to be more important because you need a guy that's going to be balanced. And I know the the debate raging on about Ryan Pace over these last few weeks was, well, he did really good in the draft in the mid rounds. It's like, yeah, but then you start looking at some of his first round picks, his wasted second round picks, his wasted third round picks, and then how he just basically traded away draft capital like it was water. Um, and then obviously his free agent signings, his cap, all that stuff. So Again, you, you just want to find a general manager who's going to be well-rounded, and I guess that's why, you know, again, just kind of picking the name Morocco Brown just because he's the one guy that they have lined up to interview right now. He spent quite a bit of time as a, uh, you know, as a college scout with the Bears and then turned around and has done the pro scout thing as well or vice versa. I can't remember how it went. I, maybe it was the other way around. I got to flip. But either way, you've got a guy that has been on both sides of the of the personnel where not only can they identify good college talent, but they can also identify a good pro talent. I think that's going to be a big thing because again, some of these teams, you know, even a guy like Chris Ballard, like Chris, you know, the media loves Chris Ballard and Chris Ballard's done, you know, really good job drafting. I mean, you look at the majority of their team and it's been, you know, within the draft, 
But then you look at his free agency approach where, you know, they're consistently going into off seasons with 70, $80 million and they're barely signing anybody and they can't get over that. They can't get over that hump, you know? So obviously the other battle there is the fact that Andrew Luck retired and they've been searching for a quarterback ever since, but the goal with the bears right now, you'd have to assume would be that, you know, Justin Fields is that guy. He's going to take the next step. He's going to be a really good quarterback, top five, top 10, whatever it may be. And the rest is all going to fall into place as long as you get the right two hires in. And that's why I'm not like is for as much as I don't trust the bears, I'm not overly down because I think that there's a lot of different avenues that they could go where this could work out for them. And again, I think they're kind of at that tipping point where if they make the right decisions, the bears could be, you know, quite a bit better next year. And the outlook, like as we're doing a podcast next year, once the season ends and the playoff ends or whatever, we could be having a completely different tone about this team, talking about them being ready to contend for a Super Bowl in 2023, or we could be having a very similar conversation to what we're having right now. And we could be talking about how this is basically the Jacksonville Jaguars where they were supposed to improve and things are just getting worse. So it's a very, very critical offseason. They made, and this is something I tweeted about earlier, they made the first two right moves. They got rid of Ryan Pace. They got rid of Matt Nagy. Now we have to see the rest of this play out. And now we just have to hope that Bill Polian is the guy that can at least get them the general manager. And if they get the right general manager, I'd like to hope that they'd be able to hire the right head coach and then the right head coach would be able to hire the right, you know, the right coordinators. It's all, and again, that's kind of the whole chain of custody, chain of command where you get one piece in place, you go to the next piece. If you do one thing right, you do the next thing right, you do the next thing right, everything falls into place. And obviously that hasn't really happened with the Bears as of late, but they're due, man. They're due to have a good quarterback. They're due to have, you know, some good luck on the on the you know the hiring front and everything else. I think the big thing for me, especially from the general manager candidate, please pull from a good organization. Please pull from an organization that these guys know what it looks like to have things run right and have things win. And I think if you do that, that's going to go a long way. Yeah, I, I do agree with you, Aaron. And and on that, you know, it's going to be an exciting time here. Um, it's going to be very fun to watch how this, or at least I hope fun, how this plays out over here the next couple of days. And, you know, as always, if something does break and the Bears do hire a general manager, we'll get an emergency pod up right away as quick as we can to kind of break it down. But definitely, definitely, definitely keep it checked in with us. Follow Aaron on Twitter, follow myself on Twitter, follow the website on Twitter. We'll have all the latest on what's going on, and it's going to be the most important offseason for the Chicago Bears in a very long time. They have a chance with, with, with a player that they think is a franchise quarterback to take that next step and, and turn this thing around. Now they just have to hire the right guys, get the right roster in here, and figure it out. And, and we hope you follow us along the entire way. We hope the Bears are successful. With that, Aaron, uh, where can we follow you on Twitter at? Yep, you can find me at Aaron Lemming NFL, and you can read my work on thebearreport.com. And you can follow the Bear Report on Twitter at just Bear Report. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Zach Z-A-C-K underscore Pearson. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe on all major podcasting platforms to this podcast, as well as Picks for Pace. Check back with the Bear Report. We're going to have a ton of stuff over the next couple of weeks, not only with general manager and head coach search, but also NFL draft stuff starts kicking into gear here as well. So make sure to keep it locked in. Until next time, everyone, please stay safe. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.